Would you like to discover something new that can enhance your lifestyle? Tune in for an informative podcast presented by Petra Taylor-Smith, an established educator and socialiser. Strap yourself in for the next half hour or so and immerse yourself in this week's interesting and informative health and happiness topic. Your feedback following the recording will be greatly appreciated and can be shared via email to petra at threequartertime.com.au. Every week there will be a new addition to the podcast collection and a PDF summary about each topic can be requested with your feedback. Thanks so much for taking the time to listen and it is with my great pleasure that I introduce Petra Taylor-Smith and her new Make It Count podcast. Hi, and welcome back to Make It Count, a half-hour podcast that raises awareness of topics that interest an over-50s audience. Last week's topic of valuing your health was well accepted. All the valuable content offered is now offered as a PDF to anyone who is interested by emailing me at petra at threequartertime.com.au. I'm grateful for all feedback following the podcasts, so after you've had time to reflect on its content, please drop me a line. If you've heard the first two podcasts, you'll notice that I've added four brain teasers and meditation music at the end of the recording to provide both stimulation and contemplation within the session. Aside from the podcast each week, my Facebook and meetup groups called Over 50s Health and Happiness Seekers are also worth checking out for more content about what I am promoting. And now, without further delay, here's my new podcast, which is based on raising children, parenting. This topic is very close to many of our hearts, especially if we are mums and dads. As parents, most of us regard this responsibility and role as one of the most important in our lives. 18 years ago, when I became a mum for the first time, I was very excited at the prospect and felt a real honour at being given the opportunity to help mould another human life and love and protect them. I actually got to rear two babies, one girl and one boy, a now grown adult and one late teen. The experience I've had would be comparable to many others and has been highlighted with highs and lows, though nothing too scary or unmanageable. Each milestone of my children's lives has made it a celebratory happy dance for me, as I've generally had some small or large part to play in each and every one of their achievements, because they're usually a collaborative effort. It might be that we offer them financial means to experiencing something, or physical effort getting them there standing by as they prepare to achieve a milestone and or helping them to plan for the next. Most parents in their 50s and beyond have largely done the hard work and are either likely to be raising teens, young adults or supporting those that may in fact be parents themselves or maturing adults. If you've raised children and they are becoming independent or have achieved this milestone, then you've likely been rewarded in many ways. I'm away from that at present, but am delighted that my two kids are doing much for themselves already, thus proving they won't take too much more training to be domestically and physically ready 
to take on board their own decision-making and life's purpose. In times past, it was quite different in that most young adults were out of the door and living their own lives by their early 20s. However, nowadays, the financial and personal constraints on this age group has meant that many are living at home longer and relying on support of parents for a decent start-up once they've left school and any further educational training. If adult children develop their own financial independence, this is a great blessing to both them and their parents, as it changes the type of relationship that they can experience. Personally, I'm very eager to have my children learn about saving money and spending wisely, so that they are keen to and capable of moving out on their own with their life as soon after completing their education and beginning their career. Of course, parenting is a financially challenging undertaking, but there is so much more to the responsibility. One of the most important parts of a parent's role is to help steer the child or children on a path towards a value system that encourages them to become a law-abiding citizen with a moral compass and the ability to function as a respectful, respectable member of the community. My children have had lots of guidance in these areas via the schools they've been enrolled in, the friends and families they've associated with over the years of their growing up, but chiefly by the practices of our family unit and the way we as parents have encouraged them to behave. Just touching on the influences on children besides their parents, these are considerable. No matter how much good parenting practices play a part, there is always the potential for negative or positive outcomes from other relationships outside of the home. Schooling, sports or cultural activities, media and social media, friends and relatives are but a few that I know from my experience have a large impact on the patterns my children have adopted. I know at times I've worried that my children will not turn out well because of something that strongly influenced them in a less positive manner. But thankfully, with encouragement and a supportive network around the child, nothing too serious has eventuated. Setting an example as a parent and walking the walk rather than just talking the talk has proven to be a powerful parenting technique for many. We can expect that our example as a parent will be the one most impactful on a young and impressionable mind. I've found that modelling good behaviours and being the best person I can be a successful parenting approach. Not only because it demonstrates authenticity, but because I truly believe that, within reason, our children are mini-me's mimicking what they see and hear, especially in the early years. There's something else that I would have to say I've loved about parenting, helping foster my children's unique qualities and encouraging them to explore their natural talents and interests to their fullest potential. For example, my daughter has always displayed a natural inclination towards the creative arts and is a very visual learner. As a result of supporting her love of these domains, she has now developed a confidence that will lead her into post-school studies and a potential career path in a field of her natural interest and talent. My son, who, who is two and a half years younger, is still in the throes of deciding on his senior study path and beyond, but has again chosen to follow the path of his natural abilities and the areas of his enjoyment. From this you can infer that supportiveness as a parent is the one most valuable quality you can possess. If a parent does nothing more than show their child unconditional love 
and an eagerness to help them grow and gain insight into themselves and build them up around the framework of what individual characteristics the child possesses, the parent is a good one in my opinion. There are many studies, such as the one by Galinsky in 1981, that propose different parental stages throughout a child's individual development, such as image making during pregnancy, nurturing during the infancy stage, authoritative during the early childhood years, interpretive during the middle to late school childhood years, interdependent during adolescent stage, and departure towards adult stage. They all offer great insight into the complexity of parenting, but remind us too that communication and respect are underlying of all of them, and if we do a good job in those areas, life for everyone is made so much easier. I have two wonderful parents now in their mid to late 70s, and they've raised a large family on the very stable foundation of consistent, conservative and caring habits. Each of we children have moved very successfully into adulthood and our own family structures. There were rules and guidelines as we grew through the childhood and adolescent stages that we often disagreed with, and our parents' viewpoint was never the best in our opinion. However, we did know which side our bread was buttered on and always did what we were asked. Well, always is probably pushing it. My parents were lucky in many respects that we weren't personalities that wanted to rock the boat too much, but I also think that the training we had as kids has led us to being very respectable citizens and good partners and parents in our own adult years. Your view of parenting may be very different to mine, of course, and I suppose this topic is difficult to view objectively. But if I was to identify some of the parenting habits that may have indicated as being effective for raising independent, self-confident young adults, they would be based on positive parenting. And this involves caring, teaching, leading, communicating, and providing for the needs of a child consistently and unconditionally. Parents are the best role models for their offspring, and through mature leadership, teaching, caring and nurturing, they give their children a strong foundation on which to build. A consistent parent who is sensitive to their child's individual needs and communicates in a warm, respectful and empathetic manner really provides a valuable gift to their family. As my children and I age and mature, it is hoped that we always enjoy mutual respect and love for one another. At times it's likely that personal challenges will arise resulting in a different family dynamic, but with the awareness and openness to making changes as required, the connection between a parent and a child can be strong at any age. One of the pleasant memories I have from my childhood was the singing of the song I See the Moon whenever our parents were out driving us somewhere in the evening if a bright moon was in the sky. For this reason, I've chosen to include it at the end of my podcast today, along with a more recent musical piece with suitable lyrics for this topic. Delta Goodrum's Born to Try will be played on piano and sung, as will I See the Moon, so I hope that these are enjoyable, as they're intended for your listening pleasure. Can I finish off this session today by raising an obvious yet often undervalued notion to the enormous role of raising children? parenting. Nobody is perfect and no parent 
or child is perfect. Let me say that again. Nobody is perfect and definitely no parent or child is perfect. Let's acknowledge and respect that because by doing so, it opens the way to some key elements of a successful parent-child relationship. Be prepared to apologise when you make a mistake, parent and or child. And forgive each other when apologies are offered, as hard as that can sometimes be. Not only does this demonstrate fantastic potential for healing and growth, but it lightens and brightens the relationship following a period of negativity and challenge. So in summary of today's topic of raising children parenting, the following key points have been covered and now summarised. 1. Parenting is one of the most important undertakings anyone can experience and it's highlighted by many highs and lows. 2. Parenting changes as your child or children age, but it is a lifelong undertaking and it's important and shouldn't be understated. 3. Parenting habits have changed with the times and nowadays children are still living at home with their parents even after they've become working adults. 4. Challenges for parenting once you are over 50 relate to a variety of areas including financial, physical, emotional and social. 5. Influences outside of the home impact largely on a young person's development such as their school, peer group, casual work opportunities, social media, etc. And these in turn affect parenting. 6. Setting an example or modelling are great parenting techniques that demonstrate authenticity and transparency. 7. A supportive parent is a great advocate who builds their child's self-belief and confidence to undertake life's challenges. 8. Consistent, conservative and caring habits and rules provide a strong framework for parenting. 9. Positive parenting techniques prove that unconditional love, respect and the demonstration of great communication will always bear fruit for raising offspring. And finally, 10. We are always learning and adapting as parents and our life and the lives of those we parent will be richer for our efforts to be open-minded and flexible at times. I really hope that you found today's podcast helpful as you consider the way you parent or have been parented and if you are a parent yourself, how you have found the parenting experience in your life. Thank you so much for listening to Make It Count today and I hope that you have a super day and a future life. Please continue the health and happiness journey with me again next week when I'll be back for a different topic of relevance to our over 50 experience. Cheers, Petra.
Petra provides these podcasts as a resource for all over 50s seeking health and happiness. Petra's website at www.3quartertime.com.au promotes all her events and services and you can book online there. Please take a moment to check out her social media pages. You'll find her on Facebook and Instagram on her three-quarter time pages or on the over 50s health and happiness seekers Facebook group. Petra is located in Noosa on Queensland's beautiful Sunshine Coast and she's always keen to respond via text or email. Details are available via her website or on LinkedIn. Please spread the word and thanks for listening. Have a great day. Now for our brain teasers this week. There are four of these. After each one, I will leave a little spare time for you to work the answer out before giving it to you. Here comes number one. What number do you get when you multiply all of the numbers on a telephone's number pad? That answer to Brain Teaser 1 is zero because any number multiplied by zero is zero. Brain Teaser 2. If seven people meet each other and each shakes hands only once with each of the others, how many handshakes will there have been? Mm. Here comes the answer to Brain Teaser 2. 21 handshakes. Brain Teaser 3. There are two ducks in front of two other ducks. There are two ducks behind two other ducks. There are two ducks beside two other ducks. How many ducks are there? 
This is a tricky one and the answer to brain teaser 3 is 4 ducks and they're in a square formation. And finally for today brain teaser 4 is Jules and Andy were comparing information about their siblings. At one point Jules said my older brother was born on bonfire night. I remember the day because I was watching the fireworks. Andy at once knew it was a lie. And how did he know this? The answer is, to brain teaser 4, if Jules' brother is older, then Jules couldn't possibly have been there to remember. Thanks and bye for now.